I wonder if Peter mentioned playing with his balls during our live from Anaheim podcast. Anyways. <laughs> this is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 66. All by myself. All right, that was terrible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Lantonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Brasia. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Sure. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 66, finally, of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Monday, August 18th. I'm your host, Nevik, and I am not joined by anybody, and there's a good reason for that. Um, it's been quite a long time since we've done a show. I think it's been over six weeks now. Definitely six weeks. And yeah, so... I wanted to explain a little bit as to what's been going on, uh, why there hasn't been a show. Um, we've tried a couple times to schedule and things just fall through. The show's not dead. I just want to reiterate that, even though I haven't stated that yet, but let's reiterate it again. So there we go. The show is not dead. The show will continue. And actually, at this point right now, we're planning on recording episode 67 this Friday. So just a few days after you're hearing this, we will be recording another show. So this show, um, episode 66, is going to be kind of like the catch-up, you know, like the uh, where have we been kind of show, or at least where have I been, because um, truth be told, the onus is mainly on me for the reason why we haven't recorded prior to this day. I've been meaning to record something, and I just decided... Uh, there, there's a lot to go into, but um, needless to say, I, I'm not going to delve deep into what's going on, but uh, I've come down with a physical condition that has kind of really messed me up in terms of my sleeping schedule, and the prescriptions I've been taking have kind of messed me up in terms of mm, coherency. So um, this is not the first day that I've felt clear-headed, but it's one of the first days that I've felt a sense of normalcy in my life. So that's kind of the reason why we haven't been recording. Um, I haven't really been playing too much. I mean, I have been playing some games. I've been uh, kind of straying away from Diablo. Um, been playing lots of Heroes of the Storm. And although that's kind of, I've kind of um, stepped away from that. I don't know if I should go into that here, but uh, I've mentioned it um, numerous times on the on our Mumble channel that Heroes is kind of like that PvP that I was hoping for that Diablo 3 would have and never delivered on. So that's kind of why I I dove so deep into Heroes because it, it, it you know it was pretty much the PvP that I was kind of looking for. So 
if you're if you were looking for PvP in Diablo 3 and wanted it to not be super gear based, you know, kind of have like everybody on equal footing, I would highly suggest checking out Heroes of the Storm when it finally gets into open beta eventually who knows maybe by blizzcon and oh hey guess what blizzcon is just you know it's uh i i don't i haven't done the math but you know it's not that far away so who knows we might have another expansion to talk about and also because it is uh august 18th tomorrow the console version of the ultimate evil edition comes out so all of you console players that have probably taking a very long break from playing Diablo. I, I couldn't imagine um, somebody racking up thousands of hours on the console version uh, when Reaper of Souls dropped, but uh, yeah, you'll finally get your chance to experience the Crusader in Act 5 and Adventure Mode and pretty much everything up until, but not including, 2.1. They have promised that there will be uh, post-launch support for the Ultimate Evil Edition, so you will eventually get 2.1, I think. I wouldn't say that's a guarantee, but they have mentioned that they are looking at post-launch support, so there you go. More than likely, I, I don't see why they wouldn't include that. Although, who knows if they would actually include Seasons, because that, that might just be a little strange on the console version. But who knows? We, we, we don't know exactly, but... Either way, that's dropping on us tomorrow. I'm actually kind of excited about it because um, I'm probably going to see if I can rent it from Redbox. That way my daughter and I can, you know, play. Speaking of my daughter, I've been meaning to get her on the show because I figured, you know, it's kind of self-serving, you know, hey, it's bring your kids on the show, but you might enjoy hearing her perspective on Diablo. She is young, so not too young, but, you know, she is on the younger side. But anyways... Why, I'm just digressing all over the place. I guess that's what happens when you haven't done a show in over a month. So anyways, um, where was I? Yeah, Ultimate Evil Edition drops tomorrow. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I wish I had a PS4 because I'd be getting it on that. But uh, uh, let's just say that the money that I would have had for a PS4 went to some corrective orthopedic boots. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit longer on before I get a PS4, which kind of really blows, because I really wanted to play Destiny on the PS4, but um, this isn't a Destiny podcast. Um, I may start a Destiny podcast, I don't know. I'm having a hard time keeping up with just one show, let alone, you know, to mention Heroically Random, which um, Real and I haven't recorded in quite a long time. We keep saying, yeah, we're gonna record this Thursday, and then <laughs> nothing happens, but whatever, so. Like I said, I've been taking a break from Diablo 3, uh, you know, kind of like recharging the batteries. Um, actually, I hopped back into the game today. So I was like, you know, I should probably hop on, see if anybody needs an invite, which is another thing. Clan invites. If you're a listener of the show and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting, I'm probably going to have to expand who can invite people into the clan. Um, but at this point, it's so difficult. It's not like we can just send an invite, you know, just you actually have to be online for the invite to go out. It won't let let you do it without it, without the person you're inviting be online. So that's wonderful. Unfortunately, that's it's that's what we that's what we have, so that's what we have to work with and so if you're if you've been waiting for a clan invite, I'm sorry that you've been waiting so long. We'll, we'll get you in at some point. Um your best bet 
is either, you know, um, prime time, west coast time, or sometimes, you know, around 2 or 3 a.m., you know, Jen, Jen has weird hours, sometimes she hops on 2 or 3 a.m. Pacific, um, maybe a little bit earlier than that, but, uh, yeah, she's normally playing when Brasia's waking up, so there you go. Yeah, if you're, if you're looking for a clan invite, we have, we actually have plenty of room, uh, which is another thing that I wanted to mention. Um, if you are a listener of the show and you saw a bunch of people leave the clan, the likes of Cyberwolf and Scanline, and I don't know if anybody else left, but those were the two that I saw leave. Um, they went to go join the Diablo Inc. Gamers Hardcore West, I think, clan or North, I forget. But either way, they, you know, both Cyberwolf and Scanline are pretty much, you know, hardcore exclusive players. So it made sense for them to go join them, to join a community that's super active um, for hardcore players. So that's where they went. So yeah, I've been playing Heroes. Um, I also decided to get Guild Wars 2, so I've been trying that out. I kind of really enjoy that as well. But um, yeah, I hopped back into game today, and uh, one of my buddies from a long time ago had just picked up the expansion so he was he was like level 62 so i hopped onto my <coughs> which <shot. laughs> um and leveled a little bit but he was playing on normal i was like you know we he was more interested in hitting 70 so i was like well i could bring my monk in and uh you know bump it up to torment too so it's like okay yeah just invite me so first went into uh campaign and then i was like wait you know adventure mode's probably a lot faster so did that and then i realized oh all the mobs are level 70 so i was funny kept dying it was it was it was all good though he got like three levels pretty quickly so even with all the time but uh yeah if you if you haven't played the expansion yet um i should probably get him online well on mumble or something in or skype It'd be great to get uh, an interview with somebody who has, you know, been away from the games for so long and then picks up the expansion and get their opinion on all the new things. You know, it might might help those of us who have, um, I wouldn't say fallen out of love, but, you know, had the game kind of fall out of the graces of whatever, you know. But let me talk about what I've been, or at least what I have done in Diablo since our last show. Like I said, I've been playing lots of heroes, and I hit level 40 in that quite a while ago now, actually. That was because I was taking a break from Diablo, and then I decided, well, you know what? I'll take a break from Diablo by playing Diablo. You're like, wait, what What does that mean? Well, what I decided to do was um, decided, you know what? I've been wanting to play hardcore for, you know, play my hardcore tunes for a little while now, and I'm still planning on going exclusive, well, maybe not exclusive, but... I'm definitely going to be creating a seasonal character, but I'm going to go hardcore with the seasons. I figured, well, you know what? Why don't I, you know, get a monk up to level 70? Because, you know, I've fallen in love with the monk and still, I I still love the wizard, but I love the monk right now. So I decided, okay, I'll, I'll level up a monk to 70. And then I realized, oh... I don't have adventure mode unlocked. So I was like, okay, all right. So I got to level up my my wizard, get her to 70. Or, well, actually, no, I just, <laughs> well, I ended up doing that. But, um, you know, get through the campaign. 
And then once you get through the campaign, it's like, you know, you kind of want to just get to level 70 so then you can kill Malfeo and get a guaranteed legendary. So I did that. And then I quickly leveled up my, my monk. I don't remember how long it took me. It's been way too long for me to remember how long it took me. It didn't take me very long. But uh, I named my hardcore monk uh, Clementine. So, you know, save Clem. <laughs> Which reminds me, I need to play The Walking Dead Season 2. This show is going to be full of digressions, folks. I'm sorry. It's, it's You know, it's just what happens when it's just me. And, well, that's not true. Because <laughs> when I have Brasia and Jen and Lantonio, we tend to digress as well. So anyways, so yeah, that happened. Got my monk up to 70. And uh, my hardcore monk, I should say. I got Clem up to 70. And then a very funny thing happened. Um, you know the whole reason why I start, I fell out of love? Well, maybe not out of love, but I decided I needed a break from Diablo 3. Because I, I had been grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding for that darned ring of royal grandeur on my monk. Well, first set of Act 1 bounties. Completed that. Got the cash. And I'm like, all right, let's pop this open. Bling, orange ring on the ground. I'm like, no, no way. Identify it, ring of royal grandeur. I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I've been trying for months to get a ring of royal grandeur on my monk, my softcore monk. And the very first cache that I opened from act one has it for my hardcore monk. All right, Blizzard, I guess you really want me to play hardcore. So, okay, so I'm like, all right, all right, fine, okay. Thunder Fury drops. I'm like, what? Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Treasure Goblins, Booker. And uh, yeah, so that happened. I have not had the Fist of Azterosk drop. And I still think the Fist of Azterosk is going to be pretty useful um, post 2.1, even with the change to how Exploding Palm works. I, I, I still have this feeling it's going to be a good source of damage. So my softcore monk will still get plenty of action. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, so my hardcore monk, um, she's comfortably doing Torment 1 now. There's very few packs that, you know, scare her. The only thing that my monk has, my softcore monk, that, like I said, the Fist of Astaroth, but um, also the Count Julius cameo. Oh, God, I would love to have that on my, on my hardcore monk. But uh, yeah, I've been playing hardcore. Uh, I don't remember exactly what my Paragon level was. I think it was, um, yeah, I don't remember what my hardcore Paragon level was prior to getting my monk up to 70. But anyways, I'm at Paragon 90 now on my hardcore side. And my softcore side is, I think, at 336. So, you know, it's kind of falling off the, kind of falling off the, uh, the tread, treadmill, I guess you could say, of doing uh, Paragon grinding. I know JH has been grinding and grinding. And, oh, that reminds me. World first Paragon 1000. My goodness. Talk about having no life. <clears throat> I mean, um, being dedicated to the game. <laughs> yeah, I really hope that there hasn't been any account sharing for his sake. Because that... Mm, so much time. I think... Um, this, this ties back into which, me bringing up Jage, because he had mentioned that he had finally hit Paragon 600 or something like that, or that he had noticed that he had finally hit Paragon 600, and that he was approximately a third of the way through to Paragon 800. 
And he still had, what, 2.3... Oh, that's what it was. He had finally broken, like, the 2 billion experience mark or something like that. It may be 1 billion. I don't remember. But either way, he had about 2.3 billion experience to grind at that point. I'm sure he's under 2 billion now because, you know, Jach is a grinding machine. But anyways, so yeah, I've been meaning to put together a guide for my hardcore monk because I found a pretty good build that had a lot of sustainability and, well, survivability, I guess. Um, in hardcore, I had zero scares on my way up to 70. Um, actually, well, no, there may have been one scare, but it wasn't much of a scare. Actually, oh, you know what? I do remember I was in uh, the spider caves. Oh, God, I hate that area. And I encountered two packs of... Oh, I'm trying to remember what those things are called. They're they're the Act One um, guys who burrow, and then they you know they move around and then they unburrow. So I got two different champion packs of that, and both of them I think had arcane. One of them was like Frozen Waller, and the other one was like Frozen Jailer. And oh my goodness, it was so oh yeah that that was a moment that scared me because. <laughs> It'd be like jail, I'd get jailed and it's like, I, I just, I couldn't get away from them you know, because one of them was also teleporting. That's right. So yeah, oh man, that that was, that was fun. Yeah, my monk's been doing pretty good. Um, Like I said, comfortably doing Torment 1, like zero scares. The one thing that I am kind of looking forward to and not looking forward to is uh, trying to get a Hellfire amulet on my hardcore monk. I'm kind of scared about that, but Hey, you know, no guts, no glory, right? But, um, yeah, so I'm planning on definitely doing a hardcore monk in the seasons. I hope we have plenty of people planning on participating in seasons. And, uh, just recently at Gamescom, I'm not going to refer, I'm not going to reference too many things that, um, well, you know what, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Uh, maybe I'll save some of that for episode 67 later this week. You know, top of mind, might as well just mention it right now planning on the first season being approximately two to three weeks not weeks months so not quite as long as i thought um i kind of remember who was it was it wyatt or was it josh i can't remember who mentioned that the first season the first official season would probably be longer you know abnormally long or exceptionally long something like that and if it's only two to three months that's definitely not a long period of time but hey if you're not planning on playing the seasons, then hey, you know, you won't have to wait too long for those seasonal legendaries in. Hmm. Yeah. They're not quite as sexy as I was hoping for. I was really looking forward to those alabla alabaster gloves that would make uh, Sweeping Wind last for a minute, but alas, they decided not to do that. But there's still plenty of cool stuff coming in the seasons, the seasonal legendaries. Legendary Gems. I don't know if I really want to get into that right now because there's it's gone through a lot of different iterations. But um, needless to say, I'm kind of not looking forward to how they're implementing them. I kind of liked the second idea that they had where they would um, you'd still have the infinite leveling, which evidently they've decided to go against now, finally. Um, damn it, I'm just going to end up going into it anyways. Say love you, right? So anyways, I, I liked the idea of you would have a much greater chance of upgrading your gem and it would be in much smaller increments, but in, and then the secondary ability um, power on those legendary gems would unlock at 
level 200 for that gem. I kind of liked that model because then, you know, even if you couldn't, you know, push into, you know, those higher, greater rift levels, you know, your gear is just not there and, or, you know, you just haven't had the luck, you know, because that's still a very, very, uh, that's still a very pressing problem is RNG and not, not getting the drops that you need. Uh, I'm going to reference that in, in a tweet later. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of like the idea of, you know, the smaller incremental upgrades, and they would come quick, you know, fast and furious almost. <laughs> Maybe not fast and furious, but, you know, you would almost always at least get a small gradual power increase. I kind of like that idea because then it feels like you're not wasting your time so much. As opposed to this, um, originally those secondary powers were going to unlock it legendary gem level 50 now they're i think it's at level 25 your upgrade chance is going to be strictly based on the greater rift level that you can push into um i can understand why they went th with this because um they're having issues with people just farming the low levels of the greater rifts because it was more efficient and more cost effective i guess you could say uh more rewarding at least in terms of legendaries and you could upgrade your gen I, I don't know. But either way, they've decided to make the power level of your gem reflect how far you can get in a greater rift. So, okay, I guess. I guess that's cool. I still would have liked uh, a more gradual increase in monster level. Um, you know, say, say, you know, it's a very small incremental from, you know, greater rift 20 to 21. They would almost feel exactly the same, but you know it's a little bit tougher. But you know that that way you could potentially hit Greater Rift 100. I it be you know in essence maybe the equivalent of Greater Rift 40 currently. Who knows? But um, I'm not sure. But you know I haven't I haven't been spending a whole lot of time on the PTR. Haven't really been spending a whole lot of time gaming outside. Well. I mean, I have spent some time gaming, but not as much as you'd think, um, given the fact that I've been kind of off of work for the past two months. But um, yeah, I, I guess my mental state hasn't been quite there to play video games. But anyways, I digress again. So anyways, yes, oh, let's move on because I have a ton of feedback to get through. You know, we have six weeks of feedback to get through. So before I do get to that, let me mention our sponsor which is audible you can go to bit.ly slash ssp book to get a free audiobook when you sign up for your free membership you'll be able to get digital versions of the wall street journal and new york times as well as have access to all of their member specials which they frequently run if you continue your membership every month you will get a credit to use on over 150,000 audio titles to choose from and that ranges from audiobooks, audio plays, radio dramas, dramatizations. Wow, that was more difficult to say than I really should have been. But you can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. So, like I said, we got lots of feedback to go through. So this is going to go back about six weeks. So I'm sorry, folks. I, especially to those who have, you know, sent those tweets and have been, you know, like wondering, hey, where's the show, you know? Sorry sorry our first tweet comes to us from sad romeo and he says at shuttered stone what do you all think about rama ladney's gift i like where blizzard is going with it max sockets on weapons is two right 
And I responded to this because I didn't want him to wait until the show. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine if I had not have answered this question and just right, just now answered it six weeks after the fact? I would feel absolutely terrible about this tweet and responding to this tweet. But um, yeah, I, re I responded to Sad Romeo and I mentioned no, Max Sockets is one. But to answer his previous question, his former question, was um, how do I feel about it? I like it. I like it a lot. Especially since I have not enchanted either of the two Thunder Fury Blessed Blade of the Treasure Goblin Spooker on um, both of my monks. So I will be able to enchant the socket off and then, you know, put the socket back on. Providing that I actually get a Robin Laudanese gift. I have a feeling it might be the new Ring of Royal Grandeur RNG grind, but um, who knows? Maybe I'll luck out and get tons of them, and it'll be exciting times. But uh, yeah, in case you don't know what Raman Ladni's gift does, it will take a weapon and put a socket on it. Um, so if your weapon already has a socket on it, then what you want to do is you want to remove that socket by taking it over to uh oh my goodness i'm forgetting her name but take it over enchant off the socket and then you would use the brown Lodney's gift on it to put a socket back on so yes that will greatly increase your weapon power so that's exciting right then satoro Mew comes to us with another tweet and this really dates this show <laughs> or at least dates how long it's been since we've done a show he says, happy 4th of July at Shattered Stone. So yeah, yeah, it's been since July 3rd since we did the show. <sighs> You'd think I would have eliminated that, but no, no, full transparency here. Um, then at BlizzCon CD, which is uh, the account for BlizzCon cooled, countdown, cooldown, countdown, I'm pretty sure. Um, that's a, uh, that's a, um, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on his name. Well, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm trying to think of it, and I can't. You know, it's like when you're trying really hard to remember something, and you, yeah, you just block it out. Anyways, he says, in episode 19, at the underscore Brasia of the at Shattered Stone podcast, talks about Blizzard games and BlizzCon. Also, his son, Peter, otherwise known as P-Dog, I, I added that, adds a youthful take on BlizzCon. Yep. I wonder if Peter mentioned playing with his balls during our live from Anaheim podcast. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure Brazier will enjoy that reference. Anyways, um, our next tweet came to us from Shano, and he says, at Shattered Stone, my birthday is actually one week after America's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's been a while. So thanks to at the underscore Brazier for wishing me a happy birthday during episode 65. Hey, I thought I wished you and a happy birthday as well shano oh well happy belated birthday or level up day yeah that's how we that's how i roll at rillandune says ermagood a new at shuttered stone is up yay hashtag happy dance and then oh this is okay and then i send out a tweet and says happy level update at shano the man that helps make me sound coherent on at shattered stone he's gonna have his work cut out right here folks <laughs> and then jc monkey d3 chimes in with at shattered stone the pizza joint you went to was gino's east 
and they have amazing pizza. I guess, I guess Jamie sent that tweet before Brasia remembered her. Yeah. And then Jamie also chimed in. JCMonkeyD3 says, Jen, it's always felt long to me. That's what she said. Happy face with the tongue sticking out. Yep. That's what Jamie's good for is that's what she said. Scanline says, at Shattered Zone, I know this meant more back in vanilla, but I, I'm glad I got it nonetheless. 10 tunes to 60. Wow. Congrats, Scanline. And then Torak congratulates Scan as well. And he says, Hails yeah, that's a hardcore achievement. See what I did there? Way to go, buddy. <laughs> there really is a question mark at the end of that tweet. And then Shano said, at Shadowstone, at Queen of Haiku, and I had to have lunch at this place in hashtag Las Vegas. And they went to Diablo's. Uh, I guess it's a margarita bar. So, and there's a picture of Jen in front of. And uh, if you listen to Hyper Nonsense, which is uh, Jen and Sean's um, podcast, they delve quite deep into their trip to Las Vegas. I don't quite remember what episode... I would say number it was because um, Hyper Nonsense has decided to to um, uh, you know forsake the numeral system and go with keywords to identify their podcasts. So probably something Las Vegas would be uh, the keyword for their trip to Las Vegas. The recap, anyways. So, anyways, continuing on, D W Egan or the Wigan, I don't know says at shattered stone i love this show makes my commute to work great playing a crusader thinking about starting a wizard next sorry at the underscore brazia yeah you should definitely do a wizard or maybe a monk how about that but then uh d Wigan also came to us with another tweet and he says at the underscore brazia great job on at shattered stone fellow new englander here you are my favorite out of your fellow co-hosts Hmm, I sh uh, let's see. Let me see if there's any more tweets from him and just erase those. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Although I was scrolling down. Chaos5061 chimes in, and uh, it's been a while since he's chimed in. But he says, at Shared Stone, love the newest PTR patch note, salvage all. Quick note about salvage all. That happens when you hit max level with your with your artisan. Uh, you can't do that prior to that so that kind of you know make sure that you don't if you're you know leveling up still that you don't have access to that and accidentally salvage everything and i think the way that it works is you can salvage all magic items all rare items or all legendary items so be very careful when you're doing that especially with um if you have a spare set of gear in your bags that you swap in and out you know depending on certain circumstances I know that typically happens more with legendaries, you know, like with the immunity amulets and stuff like that. But, um, you know, sometimes maybe you have a different pair of gloves that you use for, you know, more survivability. Who knows? So, yeah, be careful with that. Chaos5061 also chimed in with another tweet at us, and he says, Well, I found something completely new in the PTR. A goblin called Rainbow Goblin and makes a portal to Whimsydale. So, yeah, yeah, if you haven't managed to put together the um, Staff of Herding to go to Whimsy Shire, 
Uh, you can now very rarely find a rainbow goblin, I guess. I don't know if they're actually rainbow colored because I don't remember seeing a screenshot of them. When you kill them, they will leave a portal and it will be rainbow colored just like what you would get uh, out in, um, I'm trying to think of the, the zone. I can't remember what it's called. The road to Ultrastrom Ultra Road, something like that, um, where the uh, the ghost of the Cow King is, and he opens a portal to Whimsyshire. Yeah, it looks exactly like that, the portal anyways. And speaking of goblins, uh, you also very rarely, when you kill any treasure goblin, they might accidentally open up a portal to um, the vault, I think is what it's called, which is their realm, their gold realm. <laughs> and then you get to fight, oh my goodness, I can't think of the name, but, uh, oh, greed, of course. <laughs> yeah. And uh, get tons and tons and tons of gold in those. I don't know, I don't know if it's still the same, but I remember when people were first encountering this when the PTR went live, if you could run at Torment 6, you're getting like maybe 50 million gold 50 somewhere between 50 to 80 million depending on what your gold find was and yeah yes please yes <laughs> more gold that's what we need chaos 5061 also tweeted at us one more time and he says and here is a video for that portal to whimsy dale so we'll include a link to that in the show notes at wow jason 62606 then tweets at us uh, in response to us recording episode 66. And he says, at Shattered, Stone, at Shattered Stone, so soon, who died? LOL, glad for another episode. Kept all classes at 70 and geared for T3 on all. Time for hardcore. And yeah, that was in, that was in regards to us planning on recording, I think three, four weeks ago. And it fell through. <laughs> so yay and then grind exp chimed in and he's otherwise you know known as dread scythe still using his grind exp twitter account refuses to create one for dr j dread scythe but whatever you know he says at shadow zone i know how this is and in parentheses smaller and indirectly targeted at myself i listened to the last podcast hee <laughs> hee and like I said, that was in response to um, me posting on the show Twitter that we were going to be recording on a Friday. I don't remember exactly how long ago, but like I said, it's been a while. Torx1714 tweeted at us and he said, I shall refrain from trivially testing your Torac tolerance today. Happy face. Winky happy face. So thank you for the alliteration there, Torac. I can't believe I tripped over it. I'm sure you're I'm sure you got a kick out of that. Wow, Jason62606 also responded, or I didn't also respond, but he tweeted at us one more time and he said, at Shutterstone, hope it's not too late, but this just happened. First ever hardcore, still no death. Hashtag one life to live, hashtag D3ROS. And that was he sent us a screenshot of his achievement above and beyond hardcore, which is reaching level 70 in hardcore mode so congrats i'm giving you a big thumbs up right now then sad romeo tweeted at us and he said at shattered stone do the characters you make in seasons carry over to live or just the items xp and gold this is a very good question sad romeo 
and I think it was not too long ago that we actually got some clarification on how the end of one season would ha happen, how things would transpire with um, your gear and stuff, you know, carrying over. So your seasonal character at the end of a season will be carried over. It will no longer be a seasonal character. It will just go back to being a normal character. So it will appear in your character list. All their gear will still be on their character, including whatever is in their bag. All the XP that you gained and gold that you gained during your season will be added to your non-season character um, stats. Uh, you know, So whatever XP that you earn there will be carried over, and same with the gold. As for the items that you will accumulate during the season, and you toss them in your stash and everything, the way that they're going to go about this, and at first I was really curious how they were going to handle this. Because I was like, well, you know, a lot of us already have stash space problems. So when you throw essentially an additional full stash of gear, possibly, you know, if you're a hoarder, how is that going to work? I mean, it's not like they can just give us another four tabs of stash space every time we do a season, right? Or, no, the way that they're going to do it is everything that is in your stash will be sent to you in a in-game mail. And you're like, wait, what? What that means, um, say for example, you have the collector's edition or you um, installed Reaper of Souls within that first seven days of it launching. You got the, uh, you got the Imperious Wings, right? The Wings of Valor. And that should have appeared in your mailbox, right? So that's how that that mailbox is how every item in your seasonal seasonal stash will be sent to you will will be transferred over. So there you go. Now, I don't know if there was any clarification on how long you have before that before there those in-game mails, you know, eventually die and disappear. I imagine it probably be in the realm of 90 days or something like that or I yeah. Because otherwise yeah, it potentially could have a lot of, you know, memory tied up with people who don't ever check that. But yeah, that's how that's how your items in your seasonal. Oh wow, I keep tripping on that seasonal stash will transfer over to your non-seasonal characters. So yes, everything that you do in seasons will be carried over to your non-season play. Now, they're not going to increase your character um, slot limit. So, I, I know Cyberwolf has this problem because he already has 11, no, 14, I believe, characters at level 70. So that means he has one slot, one slot to play as a seasonal character. And, uh, it, that, and the reason why he has 15 is because he has the collector's edition, or at least the digital deluxe. If you have just the standard Reaper of Souls, you only have 12 character slots to work with. That means you may have to delete some, potentially, if you want to participate in seasons. And I know I haven't had that problem because I only have seven 70s and one additional character. No, two additional characters. So I still have plenty of room. I think I have six slots left that I can roll hardcore seasonal characters should I choose to do that. But yeah, so that's that's how that's all going to work. Scanline75 tweeted at us, and he said, At Shattered Stone, sweet. Got another for my Barb slash Crusader in hardcore. Got another what? 
A ring. Wow. A ring of royal grandeur. That's what he got. Ah, <laughs> oh, Scan. You've had all the luck with those. But congrats. I think that's his at least third one that he's mentioned to the show. So yay. Yay for you. Jeremy T. Stevens tweeted at us and he said, At Shattered Stone, to clarify. Oh, wow. This is going back to episode 65. I'm going to do the best. I may have to pull up the show notes for episode 65. But he says, to clarify, 270 softcore, and then and there's 220 to 25 in hardcore, and taking it slowly, permanence of death makes me nervous. Hashtag D3ROS. Well, you shouldn't be too nervous. I mean, as long as you are valuing, uh, you know, your survivability, and that means vitality but not just vitality because you definitely want armor um especially if you're like a wizard or a witch doctor because you get you essentially get a lot of free all resist and conversely if you're a non-intelligence user then you would probably value all resist at least with your paragon points anyway you know but uh yeah as long as you value your defensive stats you should be fine and uh, if you want to take it, you know, slow and steady, then of course you're going to get there. It may take you a little bit extra time. Maybe you might want to push it a little bit. Who knows? Uh, it depends on your comfort level. Um, I know I pushed it a little bit with my monk. Because I, I, I was doing pretty good with my monk. And there was very little that made me nervous. So as long as you know what you're doing, you should be good to go. Um, I know I did. I think I did most of my monk leveling on expert um, difficulty not master but expert and then I bumped it up to master once I got some better gear and then finally torment once I started you know lucking out with all the drafts that I got and B blizzard telling me yes you want to play your hardcore punk paid to kill 5440 tweeted at us and he said craving some d3 content when is the next at shattered stone podcast for download I have to get soul stoned Love the show. Keep it up. Aw, thanks, Paid to Kill. And I'm so very sorry that it's taken us so long to get a show out. But hopefully this show will make amends for that. Wow, Jason62606 tweeted us one more time. And he said, at Shattered Stone, at Nevith James, at Queen of Haiku, stay a while and listen. And he included a link to an article that he put up on BlizzPro as a guest contributing editor, something like that, in reference to his experiences with going with hardcore for the first time. I haven't checked to see if he's, to see if he's done another article. I asked him if he was planning on, um, you know, having it being a regular occurrence, and he said he wasn't quite sure, but um, needless to say, you can go check it out and then, you know, support him on Twitter and say, hey, yeah, I loved it, because it was a good article. And if you've been toying with the idea of playing hardcore, maybe check it out i i know jc monkey also put up on uh grand exp his um at least two or three articles on hardcore play but uh if i mean if you're looking for hardcore <laughs> articles on playing hardcore you should go head on over to uh diablo Inc. gamers and look for zant's uh one life to live column that is a really good column to check out if you've been toying with the idea and you know that's not the first time we've ever mentioned that but maybe you're a new listener to the show so you haven't heard me mention that before but anyways 
Our next tweet came to us from Torex1714, and he says, At Shattered Stone, had a great couple nights playing Hearthstone against my buddy JC Monkey D3. Sure do miss beating at Hometown Hero 008, though. Ah, Torek, don't you ever sully my show with talk of Hearthstone again, please. Okay, now that that's out of the way. Oh, wait. Oh, man. Hometown Hero, otherwise known as Jesse, responds, Dude, I've been a total slacker lately. These early mornings have my video game time at near zero. And yeah, you are a slacker. But anyways, DeWegan, D-W-Egan, who knows, um... That's, what, the fourth, fifth time he's tweeted at us? When is episode 66 going to be up? I can't wait to listen. And, well, soon. Very soon. Like, um, yeah, soon. And one more tweet from WowJason62606. And he says, At Shattered Stone, at NineBallGamer, 35k shards, 633 rifts, 1700 bounties, 741k monster kills, 35k elite kills, it dropped. And he's talking about the Gear Falcon's foot. The, uh, ah, oh, yes, the Captain America flail. You know, the one-handed crusader flail that turns you into Captain America. Speaking of which, I also, um, well, another side tangent. I finally got a chance to try out Marvel 2015. I say finally because I've been trying to get my account unsuspended. Let me very briefly go over that. When Marvel Heroes... Was it Marvel Heroes? Yeah, when Marvel Heroes originally launched last year, I got a $60 pack. I believe it was $60. Uh, which had all of... Uh, unlocked Iron Man and all of his costumes and everything. And the stability of the servers and the actual game was pretty... Well, let's not mince words. It was terrible. It wasn't good. I did not enjoy it. I think I got to, like, level 20, and I was done. I was like, that's it. And with the uh, service issues that they had been having and the customer service issues, I was like, you know what? I'm so disgusted with this game. I want my money back. Well, you know... I, I shouldn't be too nasty on Gazillion because they, they did refund my money. And that I was amazed that they did that because when I bought that pack, it said no refunds, you know. But they did it anyways at the cost of um, me finding out later on that they had, you know, suspended my account. Why did they suspend it? Probably because they, I don't know, don't have the ability to strip that that package off my account. I don't know. But anyways, I um, sent an email trying to, you know, I was like, hey, I can't log in. And they're like, oh, that's because your account's been suspended. I was like, oh, they're like you'll have to go to account appeals. I was like, okay, sent two emails. It's now been two and a half weeks. Still haven't heard a word back. So yay for gazillion customer service, um, or at least their appeals department. So, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. I decided that I still wanted to give the game a, tr a chance and created a, another account and um, to their credit they improved the starting characters that or the heroes that you can select from I was able to pick Captain America so I was like okay sweet I'm Captain America for reals so anyways yeah like I said side tangent I got to level 10 realized that the game 
at that point other than i mean there's so many different things that you get now it's kind of overwhelming but um at that point the gameplay like the areas everything was exactly the same i was like eh, i don't know maybe i'll continue playing who knows but i figured i'd mention that anyways that's what i've been doing and that sort of and that kind of ties into what are you doing while waiting for patch 2.1 our question of the show which was sent out weeks ago so yeah let me tackle those at Pergo's Master, otherwise known as Master Doe, said, Playing in the PTR, tiered rifts are so good. And then Scanline75 said, Not playing on the PTR, leveling all hardcore classes to 70. Only Barb left at level 30. And I'm pretty sure he's level 70 now with that Barb, probably. Walkman8, otherwise known as Reclaw, said, uh, doing ripped slash bounty runs with clanmates, as well as uber key farming. That hellfire amulet looks sick. And yes, it does. It looks amazing. I, oh, like I said, hardcore makes me nervous, but will I get it on softcore side? Most likely. Wow, Jason6206, oh my goodness, 62606 said, I'm rolling hardcore in preparation for seasons. Haven't decided which way to go. Hashtag hardcore versus softcore. Hashtag one life to live. Hashtag D3 ROS. Hashtag for Nevik. Yeah, and that's with a N-E-V-E-K. That's not correct, by the way. It's an I-K. Also, since I'm at 24,000. Yes, that's 24K as in 24,000 blood shards in softcore. Oh, yep. This is before that last tweet from our last segment. 24,000 blood shards on softcore with no gear falcon's foot flail. I'm trying hardcore. So yeah, <laughs> sounds like he did exactly what I did when I couldn't get my ring of royal grandeur. It's like, screw you game, I'm going hardcore. Yeah. Arcbytes1 said, not playing too much on first day of vacation this minute actually. Probably hit it hard when 2.1 arrives. No PTR for me. Hometown Hero 8 says, playing Hearthstone. Oh, getting ready for Curse of Naxxramas, which is now out. Then I'll get back to going strong when 2.1 drops. Mm. Okay, fine. Grind EXP says, been getting ready to level up my real life metal casting skills. What? No, I'm just kidding. Most likely D3 pewter items incoming soon. In parentheses, trademark. Simple. In parentheses. Paid to kill 5440 says PTR. Duh. Have to practice before game time. Oh, while wow, listening to The Order. So yay, he's listening to Nate Kenyon's The Order. The first book that came out when Diablo 3 came out. And Haster responded, wondering where my Rift Keystones went. What do you mean? They're still there. What are you talking about, Haster? Jach chimed in and he said, testing stuff on PTR and gearing up all classes to T6 capability. And of course he's uh, referencing on the live servers getting all six classes up to Torment 6. And then finally, Kagurai Le Bleu, otherwise known as K. Gary. Um, <laughs> that's a uh, callback. Late, but taking a break from D3 while I wait for ladders. Have hit a gear wall for non-M6, and I believe that means um, six-piece Marauders, Demon Hunter. And he's also playing Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. So, yay, I thought about picking that up, 
But then the monthly subscription made me go, mm, I don't know if I'm actually going to have time or feel like I'm getting enough out of it. And if I'm going to play another subscription MMO again, it's going to be WoW, especially with Warlords of Draenor um, looking pretty good. So anyways, I won't, I won't bore our listeners with Warcraft talk. Oh, so let's move into emails. Our first email, as Dredd mentioned in his Twitter way back when this email came to us from Dread, And he says, Hello, stoners. After Nevik got me, in parentheses C, never replied to, on episode 65 was supposed to happen, I had thought it was already done or I didn't have time to get one in. And well, the next few days, time was not on my side and that was that. So, with that, here we are. Yay! First off, thanks for sticking in there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Even as I have fallen to the lazy days of summer illness in regards to gaming and such, many new projects coming and a few big ones sadly may be stopping. Uh Uh-oh. Second, Diablo stuff. Number one, the PTR is awesome and glad they are taking their time. We all knew this was going to be a big patch, but this is starting to rival the changes from D3 Classic. You mean chocolate, of course. Oh, parentheses, sorry, ate all the chocolate, Nevik. <laughs> uh, from D3 Classic to ROS. Getting a new mode and another say mode? Another say mode? I'm not sure what what he actually meant by that. Another mode in added to adventure mode. Many new legendaries, as in unique properties, and a decent size of class changes. Yeah, about right. I like it in the team's continued effort to give us more things, even if not perfect. In parentheses, see more below. Or as he put it, bellow. Number two, wizard rant. Sorry, Lan and Brasia. Now, well, you know what? They they're not here, so if they listen to this show, then then they can then you can be sorry for them. Now, before I start this, isn't so much of a railing against Blizzard or other classes, but as JH others in this funny Hitler finds out parody video, a lot of the initial changes didn't make sense. Initial cost for channeling leaves less for actual channeling of spells on top of less damage overall, but no class can avoid moving, especially at high torment levels and say 20 to 25 plus in greater rifts. They have since taken away the cost, thank God, shows understanding, but the spells still seem weaker. I think channeling spells as an issue deals more with the arcane power resource itself more than the spells themselves. Okay, even though most spenders are trash compared to the primary skills and it shouldn't be that way number three wait they reduced explosive blast for six to three seconds using data mine info from d fans and he's of course referring to diablo fans what so i have a friends and family beta explosive blast build blizzard you be crazy and i will be too because that is broken and my hearing will also after 10 minutes of constant eb explosions in my ears also um why buff this so much and lightning rune added huh i confused blizz i'm confused by your 
grammar. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing it out there, Dread. Your grammar. <laughs> I, I'm struggling with this right now. I'm doing my best. Number four. Lastly, I'm glad greater rifts have brought to the center of challenge versus difficulty debate. For a long time, I have been saying it, but it took, to, but it took till something getting implemented for it to be noticed. Even though some would say, not I believe. In most cases, difficulty is a temporary state. You figure out all the affixes. You figure you figured out how to avoid all of Malthiel's attacks. Challenge is something that is always changing. The HP and damage in greater rifts as you go higher and higher. The dynamic HP and damage of mobs during the leveling up process. Here though, it just becomes part of the difficulty system because you get to 70, no more change. You go up torment levels affecting those HP and damage levels, but if your gear allows you to, killing mobs in the same time frame. You're effectively gone nowhere on the challenge side of things, which is why it is a hollow experience to cremate Torment 6 right now. What? <laughs> oh, and this is where we're at. Out of all the situations I have seen, adding a fifth Aphex, having all mobs be churned into low-grade elites with two to three Aphexes, these will be challenging at first, just like when we all had to learn mouthfeel nice and hard for several times around, but we'll get used to it and people will be up in arms again. I think he's referring to some of the ideas of how to add challenging without changing the difficulty, I guess. A halfway step may be to just have elites in champion packs to have their affixes changed during the fight. Ooh, I like that idea. Have their affixes changed during the fight. All four affixes re rotate to a new set, say every 20 to 30 seconds. So you're never truly comfortable with what you're fighting and are more aware of the situation. That's, um, that's, a, you know what, Dread, that's an awesome idea. That is a really awesome idea. And I'm so sad that I've that it's taken six weeks for us to get to this email <laughs> because now it's a little too late. But you know what? Even if this idea was as awesome as it is and the developers listen to this and go, oh my God, that's a great idea. Although I'm sure they've probably, you know, tossed, that may have been one of the ideas that they've tossed out there. Maybe too hard to implement, at least not in the time frame for 2.1 but anyways that's neither here nor there and let, let me continue on with dread's email and or taking an old elite type immune oh don't bring back immunity no and bringing it back in a slightly altered way call it hardened a pack that has a small shield icon above it that once engaged turns a color representative of the element it is hardened to reducing overall damage by 65% for 20 seconds. I say it this way, so, and life affixes or mechanics should not be affected in the process. Oh, okay. He's referring to like life on hit and stuff like that. After the 20 seconds, guess what? Shield icon changes to a new element. This would make play more dynamic as more classes equal more opportunities for one or more people to be less effective, hence challenging. I like that idea except for the whole solo aspect to that. You know, there are a bunch of people who prefer to play solo. And with the way that elemental damage is working right now, 
lot of people are going fire. So what that means is um, with this idea, just as it is right now, as long as the shield doesn't turn red or orange, you know, whatever, for fire, a lot of people are not going to be affected. And then when it does switch to being hardened to fire, then all of a sudden their killing speed drops way off and that's no fun. At least for 20 to 30 seconds. So, I don't know. It's an interesting idea, but I don't know if I like that one. But anyways, continuing on. And continuing on by that, I mean continuing on to the end of his email. That's it for now. Keep doing what you guys be doing. Insert corny phrase here. Signed, Dread. And he also included some uh, links to sources for JH's posts, as well as, I guess, that uh, Hitler video. So maybe I'll include that. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that video, so I'll look at it. And if it's okay, I'll throw it up on our show notes. If not, you know, whatever. Anyways, our next email comes to us from Scanline. And oh my goodness, it's been such a long time since we've heard from Scanline. He says, Greetings, Soulstoners. It's been almost one year since my last letter, and I thought this was a perfect time to write another. Since I'm sure you guys have a lot of tweets and emails from Torak to read, I'll keep this as brief as possible. Uh, that's, that's amusing. Actually, Torak was pretty good this show. It's been an amazing year, both for myself and Diablo. Decaying Crypt Hardcore runs with Ninepad and Cyberwolf week after week gave way to Loot 2.0, which gave way to Reaper of Souls. I moved from exclusively playing a Puke Doctor to a Demon Hunter, and now cho- and now close <clears throat> and now close to getting my last Hardcore class up to 70, a Barb. I wish they renamed Hoda to Hodor. Moving to a house outside the city is a new experience, but now I've got a place for to now I've got a place to game for real. In any case, it's been hardcore all the way and been pushing my demon hunter into torment 3. Rather than worrying about death, after all with the shared paragon and extra stash tab now not filled with legendary materials, it's really no big deal to die. Back when my first hardcore puke doctor died at Paragon 48 in vanilla, I had a physical reaction. Sweats, heart palpitations, existential nausea. (laughs) Really? (laughs) But now it's just funny. When Malthiel one-shotted my demon hunter, I couldn't help but laugh at the scream she let out. (laughs) But here's to my question. I'd like to ask, since some of us are waiting for the new patch, what else are you guys playing? I've been getting into Dark Souls and waiting for the new episode of Walking Dead Season 2 to hit. That's about all I have time for, but I still play D3 when I can. Also, I may have joined another clan, Hardcore Ink Gamers North. Ah, yeah, there, I was right, it was North. But still a part of the Shattered Soul, Shattered Soulstone community and hoping, hoping someday for Dead and Waiting to return. Would love to help with that kickstart if needed. <laughs> Thanks, and as always, love the podcast. Signed, Scanline. Oh, I've missed Scanline, and yeah, it's good to hear from him. And I'm sure he's definitely gotten all of his, uh, gotten all six. Are there really six? Are you sure it's not five? Um, classes up to 70. And then finally, we have two emails from Commander Bird. I'll read the first one. 
Hello, Commander Bird here. Been a while since I last emailed you guys. My summer has been busy and I just got Rebirth Souls. I will be getting my monk to 70 and enjoy the new content with him. I have heard you on the past shows about the Demon Hunter and make comments. I think the Demon Hunter is a good class and needs the love like your wizard gets to be as good as they can be. Keep up the good work and see you all in game. You know, I remember, I remember before I ended up uh, really taking a break from Diablo 3 that uh, Commander Bird did hop on and I briefly helped him level up to 70. And by briefly, I meant for like half an hour. And then I realized, oh, I got to go do something. And then never got back to helping him. But I'm sure he got to level 70. But we will find out because here is his second email. Commander Bird here. I had a good talk with people in-game about what D3 was made for. Some say when the Ultimate Evil Edition comes out, most will be playing Diablo on a console, which, you know, is happening tomorrow, but probably will be listening that to, the, to this tomorrow, so it will be out today. <laughs> I know you guys play on a PC and a console, so in your opinion, what do you think is better? And is Ultimate Evil going to make D3 a better game? Love the show and keep up the good work. Signed, Commander Bird. Well, Commander Bird, um, the Ultimate Evil Edition will have a day one patch, as they call it, the terminology now, to bring it up to 205, which is, is that the current version or are we at 206? I forget. But needless to say, we're, we should have 2.1 pretty soon. But, uh, it's going to be different. Uh, I'm. I think the drop rates are going to be the same as they were in um, Diablo 3 Chocolate on the console. So that means lots and lots of legendaries dropping all the time, everywhere. So that uh, you know, because it's the console version. But uh, yeah, it's not going to have 2.1 right out of the gate. That will come later. And it has a couple different things from the PC version, like you have your nemesis. I forget the exact details, but if on your friends list, uh, if one of your friends is playing Diablo 3, they get killed by an elite pack. There's a chance that they'll spawn in your game. And if you kill that pack, then an item gets sent to your friend. I believe that's how it works. There's also in-game mail and gift drops where um, when a legendary drops, there's a chance for a duplicate, I guess, to drop. I forget exactly. I I haven't really looked into the details on on the Ultimate Evil Edition because I'm primarily fo focused and excited for 2.1. So yeah, I don't think that the uh, console version will be the quote-unquote superior version to the PC version. At least not for very long. Because uh, at Gamescom, I believe it was an interview with John Height, and it was asked uh, about the ETA on 2.1, and he said that there was still a very good chance that we would see it by the end of the month. So that would probably mean not tomorrow or today when you're listening to this, but um, maybe the 26th of August we will see 2.1. So that's exciting, right? But there's also, you know, of course, this is Blizzard, so there's always a chance that it will be, you know, maybe the first or maybe even the second week of September. They have done a couple of uh, season rollovers on the PTR, so I'm pretty sure we're getting really, really close. Um, especially since the latest uh, patches 
have been very, um, well, whenever you start seeing smaller number changes and smaller number of notes in the patches, that's a good indication that they're getting pretty close to um, locking everything in for the patch. So I'm pretty optimistic that we'll see it on August 26th. So I guess I'll be back in you know, full force playing Diablo 3 when, at the end of the month. So yay! But that's all of our email and Twitter, all the feedback that we've had for the past six weeks. If you want to send us an email or a voicemail, Actually, you know what? We haven't had a voicemail in a long time. I'd love to get another voicemail. Uh, you'd send it to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. And if you want to tweet at us, obviously, you know, the show is at Shattered Stone. But, um, so I'm not going to go into too many, um, like, uh, you know, links and stuff. You know, a typical post-community feedback segment. I'm going to save a lot of this for episode 67. But there were a couple things that I want to mention. I'm going to reiterate this on episode 67, but... There are actually two new Diablo 3 podcasts out there for everyone to listen to. The first one, uh, D3 Addicted, I became aware of thanks to our good friend Cyberwolf. And I've listened to episode one. I haven't listened to... They are now, they are now up to episode three. I haven't listened to two and three yet. And then just today, I mean just today, <laughs> thanks to Scanline, I found out about Cool Story Bro. And I listened to episode one and... I'm listening to, or I was listening to episode two earlier, and it's a good show as well. Both are um, done by two guys. Uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I didn't write down the names, but um, yeah, it, I would go check them out. Give, you know, show them some support, show them some love. And uh, if, um, oh God, I, re I feel so terrible because I don't remember the names of the, of the hosts, but <laughs> I, I was listening to episode one of Cool Story Bro, and one of the hosts was like, yeah, you know, I did a search on iTunes for Diablo Podcasts, and there's pretty much only one that had more than three episodes. And I was like, wait, what? It's <laughs> like, no, no, there's more than that. <laughs> you know, there's there's our show. We, we are finally going to have episode 66, and soon, very soon, hopefully, episode 67. So, yay, there we go. Oh, and I did want to mention this because this is very timely. If you played the original version of Diablo 3, you know, the chocolate version on the console, uh, and you're planning on getting the Ultimate Evil Edition, let's say you bought a PS4 and you were playing on the PS3. Well, you can transfer your save file from your Diablo 3 into Ultimate Evil Edition. Uh, there are in instructions up on Blizzard's site is effectively what it is. So you run an application to store your save file and then you transfer that onto a USB stick, I believe. And then you transfer that to your new system and I believe it believe it will, when the game loads, it'll just automatically find that file. I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't look too closely into the details, but needless to say, if you would like more detail on how to do that, we will include a link in our show notes. But I did want to mention, if you're going from 360 to PS4 or PS3 to Xbox One, you can do that as well. You just can't do Xbox 360 to PlayStation 3. You, that's the only that's the only transfer that you can't do. So yay! I'm glad Blizzard found a way to do that because that would have been really awesome if I had a PS4 right now. But I already mentioned why I don't. Anyways, so yeah. So I, I think that's pretty good. Um, I will mention that the, 
Cuckoo Gaming has been doing some uh, guides on getting Torment viable. I know we've talked about doing a, you know, a show where we essentially do kind of the same thing, you know, like talk about what kind of stats you need or like what kind of build you should be looking at to do Torment. But um, Cuckoo Gaming has put together these guides and I believe he has one for every class now. I'll double check, but I'll include links to all of the all of the guides and it's uh it's not focused on rng in terms of you know having to find specific pieces of gear getting into torment one's actually not that very difficult once you start getting around the 300k dps mark and at least maybe three to four million toughness you can definitely consider it you may want to hold off a little bit if you're playing hardcore i you know it's comfort level depending on Certain classes have it easier than others in terms of, you know, not being as gear reliant. Uh, I know barbarians, at least with my barb, I've been struggling in torment. So there's that. But what I what I meant to say before I, you know, digressed again was uh, that these guides are focused on, you know, rares and crafted items that you can create. Especially with the changes to the crafted legendaries, this makes it maybe substantially easier for for you although i would imagine if you haven't quite gotten into torment viability yet you may not have an excess of the forgotten souls in order to craft those legendaries or maybe you haven't had a whole lot of luck in finding the plans for you know particular legendaries but i do believe that the crafting isn't only legendary crafting i'm i recall that it was mainly rare item crafting and yes, you can be torment viable with only rares. Yes, that is very much a possibility. Okay, well with that, um, considering that this is a solo show, I figured I would wrap things up. So thank you everyone. You have been listening to episode 66 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at shatteredsoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk with other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top of the site. If you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives up on our community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listener. So send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com. We love Twitter, so come and join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone. I'm at Nembic James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medrus of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, we promise that it's not going to be... Well, yeah, it's not going to be another month before our next show. (laughs) I promise, really. This episode, Song of the Show, brings us back to a familiar face, or maybe we should say familiar voice, Melkor's 
Form Warrior's Invasion is the latest freestyle rap that he has put out with a Diablo 3 theme to it. As always, you can find more from Melkor over on the Diablo 3 Wizard forums, of course. Also on his YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash Mikey Mays. That's M-A-Y-E-Z for his last name. Without further ado, here is Forum Warriors Invasion. Forum Warriors, keep your pride. Their cries will subside. Just take the road as I... Yo, yo, two pieces of advice. Number one, never drop your headset. Number two, don't let Void eat your cat. Void eats cats. It's science. Check it. Cool it down like a diamond inside of your dome. Uh, I cool it down like a diamond inside of your dome. Word. Yo, my will is like a force Every time I write, I'm taking a chance When everything is read by critics and fans Haters just keep it moving like you're choosing hexing pants Cause your brains were frozen orbs when I posted that rant I love my friends cause my foes post on foolery I'm moving through my enemies unhindered like illusories You're an authority? That's news to me I do this for community You do this for your viewer streams Cool it down like a diamond inside of your dome She calls me matriarch for throwing her bones Melkor is very charming and his drop rate is alarming Taking down multiple targets at once like split farming Throw on your tip or your hat and make sure it's stable Read a post by Teal Dawn and start hunting for loot tables No, I get it Normally I would read it and then forget it But it surfaced its head again on Diablo fans and Reddit Honestly, I wouldn't sweat it Kadala makes your character they're so customizable, I call the edit Now watch for purple pools in the blood march rifting Watch for Zoku cool when the wind starts twisting You won't be posting no petitions Even if you're HCDCs and you proceed to flipping Running with jungle is always easy, that's debatable No chest, no bodies, no destructibles or breakables V-I-Z is completely unmistakable You're welcome to come running my game Or my mistake before Dragons making levels like they made deals with the devils Elementals is recruiting heads with one continuous thread you say you love the form, but do you? I'm tired of all these whiners and they're posting the QQ. Go run some Buddha or maybe rock a crusader. I'm not a hater, it's a heart to heart like Drop Cedar. Keep your Word. Flow Max. Your speaker. Check it out, check it, check it, check it out. Yep. Dolly Dolly lives so far north It's no wonder he's a master of common array of frost If you wanna have a teammate who is guaranteed to lose ya It's not even a judgment call, you run with boozer Running with that was always fun and sell communications Always getting harder when talking with Robert Barger I'm hardcore like Emmett Otter, I got no respect for botters My forum's like a molten explosion that's getting hotter Firebird fighteries needing its buff rush It's a bit much, step into rifts and I get crushed Down to arcane dust, one shot like a pistol Fobby scattered on the ground like reusable parts and crystals People love to guess on the forum Nothing's official till you read it from the labor or see Neva's initials. Name is Melkor, was a critical mass great. Still got four and a half billion to date. People want a lot out of our MVPs. MVP does not equal employee. Peace to my OGs like Mikado, Booster, and Reed. And peace to them new fools like old school. Word. This has been a production of Dawn Forge. 
Copyright 2014. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.